This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Danny Kavanagh. It's Friday, the 23rd of July. In your Sport Today, a COVID case suspends Australia's cricket match, a different kind of opening ceremony, the Oli Roos shock the world, and Australia withdraws from the World Cup. This is your Sport Today. Danny, we're going to get to the Olympics in a bit, but breaking news just before we started recording this morning, the second one-day international cricket match between Australia and the West Indies has been suspended moments before the first ball was going to be bowled. Yeah, it's a big story, Sam. The teams were all set to go, with Australia set to bat first and Riley Meredith to make his debut. But news came through late of a positive COVID-19 case, and the game was suspended on the spot. Details are still light, but it's believed it's not an Australian. Both teams, plus officials and the broadcasters, have been living in a biosecure bubble since the tour was started, but all will now be placed into isolation. That's all the info we have right now, but expect to hear plenty more about this throughout the day. Okay, to the Olympics, Danny. And while the Games have been going on for a few days, the 2020 Tokyo Olympics officially kicks off tonight, the opening ceremony. It hasn't been easy getting here due to, you know, COVID, but tonight the Games of the 32nd Olympiad are officially opened. Sam, lock in 9pm Australian Eastern Standard Time tonight for you or a much more friendly 7pm for me and our listeners from here in WA. It's going to be a different looking opening ceremony from what we're used to. There'll be no crowds, no big singing or dancing and only a fraction of the athletes that normally do the march. There's expected to be about 50 Aussies marching with Paddy Mills and Kate Campbell, our flag bearers, leading the charge. Campbell was asked if she's been practising her duties and said she'll have to find a wooden broom before the march. Hopefully Campbell and the Aussie swimmers will sweep up the gold medals in the pool. The opening ceremony has been described as sobering, which is fair enough given all the challenges Japan has faced getting the games up. Just this week, Olympic organisers have fired the opening ceremony's director for comments he made about the Holocaust. and The composer also stepped down after reports of bullying and abusive behaviour. But the Games are going ahead and there's plenty of Aussies in action over the weekend, including Ash Barty, the gun swimming team, the Boomers and Matildas. Sam, there's too much going on. But I know one place where I can get up to speed each day. Why don't you tell us more? Yeah, this is about as shameless as plugs get, Danny. But each morning of the Games, releasing a quick Olympics update called the Tokyo Sprint. It will tell you about the big moments, the key events coming up and who's leading the medal tally. It's in your Sport Today feed, so check it out. Let's quickly touch on the games itself, Danny. And last night, Australia's men's football team, the Oli Roos, was one of the great upsets in Olympic history, downing Argentina 2-0. Now, I love this one, Sam. In the lead-up to the tournament, coach Graham Arnold said his side would shock the world and, well, it didn't take long for that one to happen. The Aussies were ranked outsiders heading into this one, but got on the board early through Lockie Wells. Marco Tilio made it 2-0 in the second half, scoring from outside the box, about 30 seconds after he was brought on. But there was some controversy in the game, Sam. Yeah, Danny, and that was when Argentina defender Francisco Ortega was sent off for getting two yellow cards in the space of a couple of minutes. The second yellow was for nothing more than a push, and the Argentina coach wasn't really impressed after the match. The Aussies now lead Group D. It was called the Group of Death, but now it's being called the Group of Dreams. 
and face another football giant in Spain on Sunday. Now, earlier on Thursday, Danny, one of our gun Aussie swimmers pulled out of an event she was predicted to win. Yeah, that being Katie McEwen. She pulled out of the 200-metre individual medley to allow more rest for the 100-metre and 200-metre backstroke events. McEwen is ranked number one in all three events, but given the crime schedule, she's giving up on the medley. Swimming head coach Rowan Taylor said it was a big call, but one they've been discussing for months. Yeah, even so, it comes as a surprise. McEwen was predicted to win three individual gold medals as part of nine golds from the swimming team. I will have to wait and see how it pans out now. She's in great form in the water at the Olympic trials. She broke the world record for the 100-metre backstroke and owns the fastest 200-metre backstroke time this year. We'll first see McEwen in the pool on Saturday evening in the 100-metre backstroke heats. Today's trivia question, Danny, how many gold medals have Australia won in women's backstroke events at the Olympics? Answer at the end of today's show. Danny, you'd have to be hiding under a rock to not know that Brisbane was awarded the 2032 Olympic and Paralympic Games this week. It's awesome news and got plenty of coverage, but what's got everybody talking is the exchange between Australia Olympics boss John Coates and Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk in a press conference that followed the announcement. So basically, Palaszczuk's plan was to fly to Tokyo, secure the 2032 Olympics and Paralympics, avoid going to any events, including the opening ceremony, before flying home, apparently. But after the announcement, she was sitting in front of the world's media alongside Coates. And before she could answer why she wasn't heading to the Olympic ceremony, Coates jumped in and basically told Palaszczuk she was going. He said Palaszczuk and the two other Brisbane delegates would learn a lot from attending the opening ceremony. Well, Palaszczuk has changed her mind and she'll be there tonight. A clip of the exchange has gone viral and opinions are divided over how Coates spoke to the Premier. Some say Coates was bullying her while others say it was meant to be a bit of tongue-in-cheek. That's pretty hard to tell, Danny, when everyone is wearing a mask. Palaszczuk said she didn't take any offence to what Coates said and Coates said there was a misunderstanding and the two of them have a long-standing and very successful relationship. Away from the Olympics, Danny, some significant news for the end-of-year Rugby League World Cup in the UK. Australia and New Zealand have pulled out. And that's because of health and welfare concerns around COVID. Sam, basically, Australia and New Zealand say the COVID risk is too high to travel to the UK at the end of the year. The difference in the way the two regions have handled the pandemic was specifically called out by the Kiwis, so you can tell it's a big concern. The players would also spend a long time away from home and would have to quarantine when they came back, and that's after spending a full NRL season in and out of bubbles. It all led to a decision the two countries said they didn't take lightly. Now, it doesn't sound like it, Danny. Australia and New Zealand might not be the only ones to withdraw. Pacific nations, including Tonga, Samoa and Fiji, are set to meet next week to discuss whether they'll play. Both Australia and New Zealand have asked for the tournament to be postponed to 2022, but there's reportedly close to $48 million of government funding on the line for it to run this year. The tournament is scheduled to run from late October to the end of November. Australia is the two-time defending champion and has won 11 of the 15 World Cup titles. As we mentioned yesterday, Danny, there's a brand new format of cricket in town. It's called The 100 and it's designed to get new fans to the gates and watching on television. While it's a bit different from a 2020 match, it's still a ball against a bat. Yeah, the fundamentals are the same here, Sam, but how do you reckon you'd go? 
Uh, I reckon test cricket is too fast for me, Danny, so I'd be zero chance at this. Yeah, Sam, I'm with you on this one. And like most things, the 100 was postponed a year because of COVID. It's the brainchild of English cricket and gone are the days of overs and wickets. And in their place, bowlers bowl five balls at a time and wickets are called outs. The shorter format was designed to squeeze into two and a half hours for television. But like most cricket game, the first one went over time the other night. It's an interesting concept and guess what? Warney is involved. You can't keep him out of it. Shane Warne is the coach of the London Spirit in the men's competition. Plenty of Aussies were meant to be involved, but unfortunately COVID got in the way. Fans in Australia can watch The 100 on KO Sports and Foxtel. Danny, it's time for our Friday Fearless Forecast, and I'm getting in early and backing Australia's women's 4 by 100 meter freestyle relay team to break the world record on Sunday. They haven't lost the event in something like a decade and own the world record. So I'm backing them to beat it. Oh, a record already, Sam. I'm liking it. For me, it's a top-of-the-table clash in the AFL tomorrow night. I'm tipping the Ds to win this one. Their form has been questioned recently, but I think they've got what it takes. I'm going on the Ds too, Danny. The answer to today's trivia question. No Aussie woman has won gold in the backstroke at the Olympics. Unbelievable. So let's hope McEwen can be the first. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week.